Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe. Tales of your very favorite and most beloved disasters. On Marked Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly and stay safe. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Marked Safe. The day has finally come, Melanie. It is here. It is here. I. This is what I started this fucking podcast for. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long con. I made you all think that I wanted to tell you about disasters. I really wanted you to tell me about your drama. Yes. And your and stuff. Your, and your disasters. And your disasters. Absolutely. But I really, this whole time, have just wanted to hear this shit. But I was like, listen, if I spend... I don't know, like 20 to 40 hours a week on this for two years. It's fine. It's the the most legitimate way to get people to tell me their drama and their disasters. I couldn't just get on Reddit for this or something. <laughs> it was it was a very long con, but it has paid off now. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. So we're I'm doing something different pumped. this week. Yes, we are doing something different this week. Normally, it will be an in addition to not instead of. For the minisodes, um, at least most of the time, once in a while, it may stand in for an episode. But generally speaking, it's going to be in, an, in addition to. But we are launching minisodes. I'm really skeptical about how many it's going to be. <laughs> I think <laughs> we it, try to make it not too many for this week. I feel like this could be a dummy thick episode, but we will see. Theoretically, we're aiming for the 45 minute or so, <laughs> 30, 45 minute range, somewhere in there. But I, if there's one thing I'm not confident in, it is my own brevity. Yeah. So, um, same, same. Yeah. So, since we're doing a mini sode this week, we are going to pause on the brackets, which is good for you because we posted our new bracket. Yes, yeah, so you get a little bit more time to do that. I'm sorry. I know that we have a couple people who are deeply invested in this <laughs> Disney bracket. I've already heard it from a couple of personal friends who are very dismayed that they're not going to get to know the bracket results. Um, but next week fine. you will. You'll next week okay. you will. Next so week. fill out your petty pop culture moment bracket. It's on our Facebook page. And yeah, you have until you've got what now? Two weeks to yeah. get, it, get it into us. You guys don't know how much I'm living for this bracket. <laughs> it is so good. I love I, pairing this yeah. one up. I feel like I have, um, I don't know. I feel a little selfish for this one because it's so right up my alley. I can't <laughs> believe I get it. But I do. You guys picked it. You voted. So exciting. It wasn't even so my since idea. Yeah. So since we're not doing the bracket... We are going to kind of give you a sneak peek on what we've been doing in our Patreon episodes. Yes. So a little bit of backstory. I love board games a lot, a lot, a lot. And before my mom passed away, that would be her gift to me. Every birthday, Christmas, she would buy me a new board game because I want the biggest collection ever. Of course you do. That's so Melanie and I love it. <laughs> God, so many fucking feelings about board games you don't even know. Oh, it's so cute for um the Mother's Day project um at my kid's school. One of the questions on Ava's sheet was, what do you like to do 
what does your mom like to do? And she said, play board games with me. And I was like, she she sees me. I know. She sees me. I loved that too. Adelaide brought home one of those also. And it says that she, something to the effect that she knows that I love her because I take care of her even when she's mad. And that kid has a fiery little temper. So I will take it. (laughs) (laughs) I will take it. So, yeah, so my mom, before she passed, she would give me these board games, and we were trying to, for the longest time, figure out an opener for our Patreon episodes. Then I remembered she had bought me this game called The Worst Case Scenario, Game of Surviving Life. It is perfection. I was doing icebreakers for a while, like a lot of would-you-rathers. Would-you-rathers are really fucking hard. Like, a lot of them are either boring or, like, full-blown horror. Right. Right. Which we're not really aiming for either one of those, but you came in clutch with the perfect opener. So we. So this is our Patreon opening segment that we do every month. Yeah. So we pick three cards from it and I read them and Brianne gets to guess. And this game, by the way, is super old. So some of these aren't accurate anymore. So take it for what you will. Okay. Yeah. This is absolutely not survival advice from us unless it is the one about your mother-in-law in in our last patreon episode that please take that one completely to heart follow my instructions (laughs) to the letter (laughs) (laughs) nothing will go wrong nothing will go wrong (laughs) everything will go right (laughs) trust me all right so you ready for this week's Mm -hmm. okay let's start off with something light How to identify a nightmare workplace. Okay. A, look for overly decorated workstations in eerie silence. Interesting. B, look for bad posture and dead plants. C, look for workers who seem oblivious to time and the overly chipper receptionist. Oh, my God. This is a weird one. Mm Mm-hmm. Oblivious to time. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to say not the third one because it, I mean, I, I don't know if they're going in the direction of like, they're so used to working all the time that they're oblivious to time. But I personally am going to take that to mean like they're not clock watching because they're not miserable. Um, and I don't know. I mean, overly chipper receptionists are terrifying, but they I don't are. know. They freak me out. I don't know. Receptionists freak me out just in general, actually. <laughs> I've had a lot of receptionist based experiences. Um, so I don't, I don't feel like it's three. Um, overly decorated and eerie silence. I mean, I bet they're going the direction of like, it's decorated because it's all you have for joy. <laughs> so you've like really brought a lot of pictures and stuff to, um, try to make a miserable place happier. But I don't know. That doesn't feel right to me. Dead plants, dead plants are a red flag for me. Red flag. I, you know, I went through a depression for many obvious reasons in the last year or so, and I killed like legitimately almost all of my plants. Oh my god, we need to get you some more plants. Yeah, I'm when like you're ready but, for more yeah. plants. I'm like all but plantless right now. I technically have, I think, one still hanging on. Um, oh my gosh, I feel like this is like yeah, just the stars aligning. I have some that I'm propagating right now. I can like bag them up and ship them to you. Oh, you're so fucking cute. So, I mean, for me, killing my plants, I mean, sometimes it's just my own bullshit, but sometimes it's like a real bad mental health thing. So that that one jumps out at me. I'm going to go with that one. You're right. I knew it. I'm always right with these. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're going to hate this one. Okay. How to eat a lizard. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't 
But what if you're like stranded somewhere? Okay. I mean, okay. But you know, I'm warming up to this. Okay. A, I'm warming up to eating a lizard. <laughs> a, freeze dry the lizard and eat it in pellet form. B, okay. cut off I, the... I, hold on. Can I just say that I don't feel like this is a real survival scenario? Can you fucking freeze dry things in the forest or the desert? Um, What do you have a... a that takes like a machine, doesn't it? What if you have a generator and you're like living okay. off the grid? All right. Carry on. <laughs> B. Like like I said, these are old cards. They make no sense. <laughs> but I want to know what it. I want to know what happens. Okay. B. Cut off the lizard's head, feet, and tail, Ooh. then cook the rest and eat it. C. Ooh. Skin the lizard and remove the entrails. Cook the meat and eat it when the surface bubbles and cracks. Ooh, oh, my God. I'm going to put a fucking content warning on this one. <laughs> this is awful. Um, The first one just makes negative sense to me. I don't, I don't follow where they're going with that at all. The second one, uh, oh God, I don't know if I just don't want that to be true in case I ever have to eat a lizard because there's no way I could cut a lizard's head off or... If it doesn't feel right, I'm going to go with the third. You're right. I'm always right with these. Man, my success rate is ridiculous. I even got that train one right last time. I wonder if, wonder if the lizard thing with like not cutting the head off is like a crawfish thing. Like, you know, the no. best part. The I'm sorry. You would go there. You, you would go there. Jesus Christ. All right. Okay. Last one. How do okay. you smoke as an effective signal for rescue? Oh, God. Okay. A, add grass, green leaves, or moss to fire to create white smoke. B, add any found object to the fire to make the most smoke. Or C, add oil or fuel to a fire to create thick white smoke. Is white smoke really the goal for this? Like, generally speaking? Um. According to this. Huh. Unless it's B. I just, I'm not sure what the purpose of white smoke would be. I feel like I would notice dark smoke, like as a bystander, way more. Hmm. What if it's nighttime? Well, I guess that could be true. That could be true. You know, ugh, I'm, I, I'm going to go with C and I feel like my whole reasoning for this is just that whenever I have like a grease fire it makes a ridiculous amount of very unpleasant smoke <laughs> so it just feels intuitively right to me but i am not confident in this one at all see i think with the oil or fuel it probably burns too fast that's why the answer is a add grass green a. leaves and moss probably so it burns longer maybe that hmm. would be i don't know it doesn't tell me but that would be my see that that would have been my last pick all right well, there you have. We can't always be perfect with survival scenarios like I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to jump into these stories? Oh, my God. I've been waiting years. Oh, they're so good. Um, some of them, some of them have photos. So we will drop those on our social media, too, so you can have them as you're listening. All right. I love it. You want to go first? Yeah. 
Okay, so we have a bunch, but we also have a bunch more that we're not doing <laughs> yet. So I do want to say that if you have sent us something, thank you so much. We have some amazing ones here. I will say that probably my favorite one, I hate to say favorite, but I do kind of personally have a favorite. My favorite one we're not even including yet. So if you submitted something and you're listening and you're like, wow, I guess I'm just fucking chopped liver, hold on to your ass. There's more to come and it will probably involve you. Yes. And okay. if you haven't sent us one yet, what are oh you doing? Oh, my God. Do it. One. Do it. I'm living for this. Don't you want to make me happy? Don't you love me? Hopefully, everybody's stories that they've submitted will peer pressure you into sending yours. Yeah. Oh, I love some peer pressure. Oh, man. You're never too old to be a bully. Oh, this I'm is just the motivational <laughs> shit we need. <laughs> this this is what we need. Okay. You're bringing the fucking vibe today. I love it. <laughs> All right, so we are going to start one from Mary. And she says, Okay, ladies, I have a rabbit hole for you. Love a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. No one loves one as much as you do, but I do I love, love a rabbit love hole. Important context. I grew up in Lombard, Illinois. My parents lived in various apartments in DuPage. DuPage? What do you think? County. DuPage, probably. DuPage? Probably not, but we're going to go with that. DuPage County, where Lombard is located, in the 70s and 80s before settling in Lombard in 1983. Also, my mom had an aspirin allergy, so all she ever took for pain was Tylenol. While listening to your Tylenol murders... Okay, also... Do you feel like anyone just like takes aspirin for pain anymore? I feel like nobody does that anymore, but they used to. I always hear it for heart thing. And then I just saw on the news, like, you're not supposed to be doing that anymore either. So I don't oh, know. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh -huh. I just feel like when is the last time I heard somebody be like, I have a headache. I'm going to take an aspirin. Now, Excedrin with aspirin in it. And by the way, Mary, I am not throwing shade at your mom or your story. I've just noticed, I've been thinking about this lately, actually, that nobody ever just seems to just take aspirin for pain. Yeah. Anyway, while listening to your Tylenol Murders podcast, I remarked to my family chat, how weird is it that mom and dad could have been killed by the Tylenol murderer? Dad replied to my message, yeah, especially since he hit a grocery store a block from her job at the time. <gasps> oh, shit. Um, excuse me, what? <laughs> you also mentioned how Ted Kaczynski was questioned if he was the Tylenol murderer. So funny story. He lived with his mom less than a mile from my parents in Lombard. Holy shit. Oh. I very much remember a live newscast from the former Kaczynski household, freshly sold to a very sweet young couple. I remember their nervous chatter about how nice Mrs. Kaczynski was while the while the FBI was dismantling the backyard shed in the background. Oh, oh my God. It's fucking worse. Oh, shit. I thought you'd appreciate my weird connections to two pretty famous cases. Brianne, just for you, here's a little gossip. Thank you, Mary. My dad has asked that if my brother-in-law visits him in his new nursing home. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to our podcast, The Capricorner. I am Lynn. And I am Destiny. And we are two Capricorns destined to meet and linked by the same birthday. On our lifestyle podcast, you'll hear about dating, relationships, pop culture, and psychology. Capricorn style, of course. We highlight our different upbringings and life experiences and compare our thoughts on questionable subjects. So get ready for a challenge to your mental fitness and copious controversy. Listen for new episodes on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or click the link in the description.
Oh, okay. This is rude. <laughs> I shouldn't have read ahead. My eyes go faster than my mouth, and it's a problem. <laughs> okay. Not okay. My dad has asked that if my brother-in-law visits him in his new nursing home to not wear his raccoon tail that denotes him as a furry. (laughs) This is because my father doesn't want to deal with the gossip and questions that would follow should said tail be worn. Dad has trusted me to ask my brother-in-law this, and I honestly don't want to be involved, so I might whisper it to my sister at some point, and God only knows if she'll bring it up to him. Okay, I we received this a while ago, so I need to know. This there is has chef's to be, kiss. There's an, there has to be an update. This is the dream gossip. This is all I want. Please. So I love that not only does the dad know what a furry is. Right? Okay, that was where I was going with this. Because he thinks everyone else is going to know, too. Like, what's going on in our senior community? Okay, do you not know what's they're going freaks. on in our senior community? They're, they, they're they freaks. are freaks. Listen. <laughs> I can tell you some stories. They are fucking freaks. Well, so, you yes, know what? We know can... exactly what's going on. But... but Really? It's it's getting kinky in there? They all know. You Dad know, knows, and he's like, everyone is going to see that and immediately know. Holy shit. Could you imagine living with a bunch of people and not being able to, like, lead, like to avoid that type of gossip and stuff surrounding your personal life? It sounds like a nightmare. No. No. Wow. Wow. I want okay. some, I want some more, like, like senior citizen home gossip yeah and i'm always up for furry gossip yeah so yeah absolutely listen you guys the rest of this is gonna good luck topping that because i have actual tears in my eyes <laughs> i'm wiping tears from my eyes right now thank you mary i needed that <laughs> okay you have this one's from jay jay asked me not to use their name so we're just going with the letter j all right Hello, I just started listening to your podcast and I love it. I just heard the episode about the shark attacks. And since I used to work as a shark trainer until COVID hit and I relocated, sharks are not as dangerous as they are generally portrayed. In fact, only 10 people worldwide died by sharks in 2020. Oh my God, big shark has finally come for us. I knew this was (laughs) going to happen. (laughs) In contrast, humans kill about 100 million sharks per year and their numbers are dwindling. They are super important to the oceans since they target sick and injured animals over healthy ones via six cents of electroreceptors on their cute little faces called, okay, of course, <laughs> I would have the one with the words I can't say, Ampelae of Lorenzini. That's fascinating. That sounds like a wine. I w- I've been waiting for, I don't know, more than a year for Big Shark to come for us. Yes. But... Listen, Jay, you are coming for us with some fascinating facts. I'm here Mm -hmm. for it. Since they kill the sick animals, it can prevent damaging widespread infections of diseases. Also, the grunting is likely the sound of the water pushing in and out of their gill slits 
and mouth during any movement. That doesn't make it better. No. no. Though, though the Goliath grouper, which can be the size of a small car, can pop Ooh. its jaw, <gasps> creating loud booms underwater. Just thought you might like some fun no. facts since you love animals as much as I do. Stay safe. Okay, do we now after that, after loud booms, that is in the funny hop hall of fame. No, no, thank you. Mm -mm. No, no, sir, madame, or gentle person. No, thank you. (laughs) What? No. Okay. We do not receive it. No, I really don't receive that. Did you know clown loaches click? What? It's it's like a normal fish tank pet that people have in their homes regularly i don't know how much you know about you know fish keeping but it's like a very common one and they're little little loaches and they they live kind of more usually on the bottom and when they're happy or you feed them or something they click and you can hear it from outside the tank yeah i mean they're cute but i'm i'm not a fan of fish making sounds or you know water creatures no there's a lot of sounds uh-huh. here in Louisiana. There's a new sound right now that I'm like, ugh. What is that? So, of course, it happens around Mother's Day because why not fuck with us? <laughs> the termite swarms here in Ooh. Louisiana. So, basically, you know, the neighborhoods go dark at night because they're attracted to light. It's just a thing that we have to deal with down here. Like, a part of our insurance and stuff is we have to have termite inspection annually like someone has to come in our house so our insurance is up to date because it is such a problem here yikes do you remember last year i don't remember i don't remember last week well i said i had walked through a swarm of something yes and i do actually and there was like a hundred things all over my body sticks with you that sticks with you yeah that's what it was it was termites oh no yeah my white shirt was brown oh my god okay wow that's that's yucky let's move on yes please okay so now we have one from hannah it says Hi, Brianna and Melanie. Hi, Hannah. Hi. My name is my name is Hannah Grace. That's a very pretty name. Mm-hmm. And I'm an Indiana transplant from Texas getting my MFA from Purdue. Hey, welcome to Indiana, where we harvest a nut. That was an amazing <laughs> meme in the group the other day. <laughs> so we don't Netflix and chill in Indiana. We and it was like a picture of the pancakes from I think IHOP, harvest grain and nut. <laughs> welcome to Indiana, Hannah. <laughs> Hope you've had the full experience. (laughs) Firstly, I wanted to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I found it a few months ago, and I've been binging it in order from the beginning ever since. Secondly, I wanted to say thank you. About a month ago, I found out that a friend of mine had passed away incredibly suddenly and without a known cause. I'm only 23, and this is the first time I've had a close friend pass away. And I'm 17 hours away from my family, and I don't have a huge support network near me yet. But the day after I found out, I decided I needed to try and distract myself, so I turned on Marked Safe. The episode that played was Friends of Recovering Huffers, the, oh God. Mississauga. Mississauga. I knew you had to have rehearsed that a million times. (laughs) Some pronunciations never leave you. Yep. Uh, The That Train Derailment. 
listening to you guys laugh and talk about a disaster where no one died or was seriously injured and that was just about people helping people really helped take my mind off things and remind me that there's still good in the world. Secondly, and completely unrelated and much happier than the first part, after I went home for Christmas break, I recommended your podcast to my family and mentioned the poop episode, specifically the Carnival Triumph part. (laughs) (laughs) I love the ways our, our shows just live on in the fucking world. To my surprise, my dad knew someone on that ship. No way! Yay! Probably not yay for them. No. (laughs) No. No. One of his employees was a bridesmaid on a bachelorette trip, and he told me all about how reporters would drive up to the ship on boats to yell out questions, and passengers would throw bags of poop at them. (laughs) I mean, that would be... I mean, you're already in a terrible situation. Like, leave them alone, media. I mean, don't, because I need the content. (laughs) That is quite a response. Yes. I mean, man, how over it do you have to be? That you're throwing poop at me? Yeah. (laughs) What a mood. Another group on the cruise was a group of retired ladies. And when everyone started sleeping on the top deck, the retired ladies formed a deck chair circle around the bachelorette group and made sure they weren't bothered. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's wholesome. They called each other the mama bears and the cubs. And the group of retired women was invited to the bride's wedding. They that still is try fucking oh, cool. This is exactly the kind of details we want. They still try to get together every year and vacation together. Uh, that I hope their is... other vacations go way better. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder if they still cruise. Oh, I wonder too. Thanks so much for making this awesome podcast. And I can't wait for more episodes. Uh, this Holy is a reminder shit. that like, let's just take care of each other. Yes. I mean, these are lifelong friendships that are formed because of poop. You just never know. <laughs> and that I mean, that that is the range of of the capacity for humans in that one story, we have got people having the same experience, maybe the same people, I don't know, throwing bags of poop at people (laughs) and doing this wholesome protective thing like humanity. There we go. (laughs) Yes. There it is. I really want it to be the same people. I know that would be awesome. I want the old lady. Could you just see the mama bears like, scram bozos <laughs> <laughs> i love it so the next one is anonymous which i i love that that makes me hope that there's some real dirt in this yeah so if you guys want to write in listen you don't have to include your name so if that's holding you back bring it we will protect you hey ladies i absolutely love the show now here's a bit of tea for you since you keep asking if you can leave my name out, it would I like be appreciated. peer pressured them into this. <laughs> it would be appreciated. My mom and dad met in the late 80s when she took her deceased husband's motorcycle to a shop to get it fixed so she could sell it. They got oh, that's married. That's a meet cute. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good meet cute. They got married, and when my dad passed 13 years later, the motorcycle was never fixed. Whoops. I- <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. The question is was this a point of contention, or was it just. You know, she got what she wanted out of it. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to know. <laughs> do honeydew lists actually ever get completed? Listen, I don't know. there's chores around here that are still not done. <laughs> I can do them. I can do them myself. But right now, I'm I'm standing my ground. Fair enough. I support you. 
It was her second marriage and his third. He was a World War II vet, 65, and one of his marriages only lasted from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day. When mom first got pregnant with me, the doctor thought I was a virus because, well, <laughs> dad had never had children. Unless someone was conceived while he was using his military alias, Ben. Oh, snap. Because apparently they were told to tell the ladies a different name back then when they were on leave. That's problematic. Wow, that <laughs> yeah. is real problematic. Get your DNA test done. But yeah. that's not the hot scoop. My 35-year-old widow mother. hot. It, okay. it was hot. My 35-year-old widowed mother is the one with that story. Mom ran away from her Irish Catholic home in Chicago with a much older man, a man that had already been married 12 different times, <gasps> a man whose children were much closer to her age than he was. Oh, my. I'm not sure as to what was going on, but she used a different name for a period of time while she was getting with him. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's wow. using their own names. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I respect I it. it. She's she's mixing it the fuck up. Yeah. If they can do it, so can she. Yeah. They ended up having a baby boy, but gave it up for adoption. Now it was the 70s and in Cook County, Illinois. And well, apparently my mother doesn't know which name she possibly used on the adoption <gasps> papers. What? Was it her real name or was it her assumed name? Who knows? Because I have... No luck on finding anything, but I'm also not super suave in technology. If you decide to share, can you also see if the horrible ghouls have any tips of possibly finding this long lost step sibling? Signed, who's your girl tired of putting an age limit on dudes she talks to and making sure they weren't ever adopted because, well, we don't want that ick factor. <laughs> okay, wouldn't it be a half sibling? Hmm. I think so. I think so. Yeah. How? Oh, man. Okay. Wow. I mean, this is like, I am the fucking FBI. This is kind of a little bit my area. But there are adoption angels groups on Facebook yep. that, holy shit, they can find some stuff. There's a they group can called um, Investigation Connection that is incredible as well. Yeah. I would highly recommend looking into some Adoption Angels Facebook groups. And maybe we can um, look up one or two and drop them in the ghouls for whoever you might be anonymous. You know who you are. <laughs> I Wouldn't don't, but you do. So cool if we help this person out. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. That I'm really. New bucket list. Yeah. New bucket list. I'm definitely. Um, my younger siblings were given up for adoption. So this is. Um, an area of interest for me. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, they've been, you know, they, they were never technically lost, but you know, it's complicated as fuck, but know where they are. But yeah, adoption, it, it is, it affects a lot of people. It That's sure for does. Fucking sure. So our next one is from Karen and Karen tells us, my husband has spent years in the insurance industry. Man, they always have the best stories. Mm -hmm. Fucking insurance people. Primarily doing workers' compensation claims in some fashion or another. For many years, he was in charge of a group that handled claims in war zones. Oof. Yeah. Contractors, active duty folks who got hurt doing anything but combat, that sort of thing. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's still a workplace. You can still get hurt other ways. Huh. He was one of a handful of people who had the full list of everyone the U.S. had deployed. 
Anyway, one of his claimants was an Iraqi citizen who had worked for the U.S. as a translator and who had been part of a crew that got hit by an IED. Mm. He lost an arm and had other injuries. He and his family were granted asylum in the U.S., where their sole source of income was his workers' comp payments. He had been getting payments for his arm, but every body part has a defined value. Yep. So eventually those payments stop. Man, that's wild. What do you yeah. do we do you know like what's the most valuable? Part? I'm not sure, but when I did so when I got my cosmetology license, um my loan to go to cosmetology school, there was like a whole thing on there on like what I could if I would have to pay back and there was like it went by limb. <laughs> like wow. if I lost stuff and I thought that was fucking bananas so this wow. makes sense yeah i would feel like maybe your dominant arm should be the highest mm-hmm. i don't know i personally feel like i would i don't know i feel like i would do better missing a leg than an arm maybe i don't know anyway not satisfied with the answer his claims adjuster gave him he worked his way up the chain until he got my husband's phone number and left a voicemail loud angry voice lilting with a lovely iraqi accent Quote, this is Mr. I lost my arm. <laughs> you stopped my money. I am going to get in my car and find you and kill you. Oh, shit. You are terrible. Horrible. You are worse than the Taliban. You are worse than Osama bin Laden. I am coming to kill you. Mm-hmm. Voicemail was longer than this, but basically repeating on this theme. Deep breath. And then very, very politely. Thank you. Call me back. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, can you imagine, oh. like... I don't know if we're if we're granting asylum, like there needs to be more help, period. Oh god, yes. I I, feel I like can everyone imagine. should be able to agree on that, although somehow they fucking won't. I can imagine. I mean, it's misdirected anger, but I get it. Yeah. The FBI stopped him before he got in his car. My husband was able to open a new claim for a head injury and PTSD. The FBI continued to keep a close watch on him and discovered he was downloading child porn. Okay, well, no, fuck him. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, never mind. There goes our sympathy. He's now in a U.S. jail. The balance of his claim was paid as a lump sum to his family. Steve also handled a claim for a former sniper whose side piece called in. Uh-oh. <laughs> side uh-uh. piece drama. To snitch on sniper dude for faking his injury. Oh, shit. Oh, she decided to turn boyfriend in after she found out he had a second side piece <laughs> and he dumped her after she confronted him. The fucking military, Oof. let me tell you. Oof. He also left a very angry voicemail and said our whole family would be dead and we would never see him coming. Fun. Um, his message was followed up by a similar message from one of his sniper buddies. Wow, okay. The FBI agents who advised us to take varying routes home were nice, but not super sure we would actually survive if one of them came after us. Yeah, these are fucking snipers, dude. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Oh, no. (laughs) They didn't. They never left the state. Sniper dude's payments got cut off, and I think he went to jail, too. His buddy claimed he had no idea the injury was fake and was just trying to have his friends back. War sucks. Happy compiling. Okay. Here's here. Yes. Here it is. Okay. First of all, are you familiar with the would you love me if I was a worm thing? No. 
Okay. It was a whole thing for a while. Everybody was asking their significant others, would you love me if I was a worm? And like screenshotting the responses. There were a lot of memes about it. It's a whole thing. By the way, while we're here, ask your partner if they'd love you if you were a worm. I would love to hear their responses maybe for the next episode. <laughs> um, ask Cody, please. I need to okay. know what he says. I feel like Cody would be like, what the fuck, Melanie? <laughs> um, you think he would be? I, I mean, it's would, me. D- d- well... First of all, do I think he would love you if you were a worm? No. I think there would be too much chance for brain-eating amoebas to be involved Oh, you're in right. That. You're I, right. I feel like he would be done with you, actually. But we'll see. Sometimes they surprise us. Um, But this is kind of the new would you love me if I were a worm thing called are we close enough friends that you would call someone as a military sniper and threaten to kill their family to have my back? Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. Like just the idea of someone no on that. <laughs> but an entire an entire family walking on eggshells. I mean, what about like you know maybe a person, but not an entire family. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I, no, that's I, not I, fair. I'm... They're not involved. No, I'm sorry to say I don't know that I am that good of a friend. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. No, I could do a lot of things. I like the the TikToks. Have you seen the TikToks where um, they say, I asked my friends um, to take a play away from my ex. Have you seen those? No. It's really cute. Um, so they record their each of their friends taking a dinner plate away from that person's ex and sometimes they like stick their finger in the food uh one one i saw like they spit in it it's there was wine oh, from damn. like the ret- uh, the retirement home something it's a retirement home tiktok it's hilarious and they did it and it was f- i was on the ground laughing it was so funny oh man I I, yeah I need, to, I need to look that up wow yeah so i guess we have both failed the friend test um but i'm here i don't think that's a true friend Mm -mm. yeah i i don't know because there's a good chance of one or both of you going to prison for that yeah it's not helping anybody Maybe that's an enabling problem i think so yeah maybe you need to sit down have some tea your friend no melanie have some edibles come on oh (laughs) these are snipers who want to threaten insurance adjusters they need a chill like this is beyond tea but have a snack a leaf-based snack of some kind and you know just chill the fuck out what have a cry watch yeah have a cry guys have a cry you need a cry like at that point you you definitely need a cry um watch the great british bake-off is it cake it it, yeah watch is it cake and take out your frustration on your inability to know if it's cake i love it all right it's okay. It's okay. Please calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one's from Megan says, hi, this is a story from a few weeks ago, February 27th, 2022. And as oh, you wow. can see, it that's more like months at this point. <laughs> I'm an electrician's apprentice and the Ooh, operator cool of this excavator is my journeyman's brother. It's badass. Okay. Yeah. Oh, super badass. I don't know much of the nitty gritty detail, but as far as the investigation goes, all the safety precautions were followed. This is a complete freak accident. Oh, this is not going to be good. (laughs) No. 
They were digging a trench and the man lost was standing at the safe distance from the edge to direct the excavator operator as he was digging. The story told from my journeyman from his brother is he had to dig as directed. When his vision to the man on the ground was cleared, the man in the ground was no longer there. The asphalt had caved and he went with it. The article is slightly wrong where the trench wasn't 40 foot deep. It was 40 feet long. The man was lost in roughly a 16 foot trench. Yeah, I feel like when you are in, when the ground has eaten you, whether it's 16 or 40 feet, it doesn't really make much difference. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it's it's weighed the fuck over your head. Yeah. Attaches the article and a few pictures with the report. I'll share the full article on the Horrible Ghouls page if you want. We'll okay. share that for you, too. Okay, that's true. If you want to find the actual OSHA requirements, they're pretty interesting. For every feet of dirt is a certain number of pounds is pressed onto a body. This is the type of rescue that quickly turns into body recovery because someone will suffocate before help arrives. This is a lot like the sand, the Patreon sand episode. it really is, yeah. It's a tragic accident and shows how quickly construction sites can turn fatal. In the fourth picture attached, you can see the man's safety vest through the mud as the fire department recovers him. Oh, gosh. I'm looking forward to your mini episodes, and I love you both. Megan Warren. So, we'll, yeah, we'll post those on our social for you, for sure. I definitely feel like we're going to have to put mini episodes in quotation marks, but I'm okay with it. Let's come up with a different name. I don't even know if I like mini-sodes. Yeah, I mean, it's not mini. It's not mini. We need to think on this. Disaster suits? I don't know. No, that's lame. That's so my word. <laughs> hey, can't win them all. Can't win them all. I love you, but it's lame. Back to the drawing board. Okay. Okay. Now we have Jody who says, my family survived Katrina dot 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 and why I no longer eat bananas dot dot dot. Listen, mm. I love a good clickbait. Mm-hmm. Jody, you're coming in strong here. I like how you're I like how you're leading here. Jody says, my story is a little different. A unique perspective of Katrina. I'm so sad that we still haven't covered Katrina. I know we, we need to. F- I have an angle that it's I want to do too big, but I need to get there. I know I, that's why I want to like section it out like there's a piece that i want to do based off like the memorial that i visited yeah because there's a lot there yeah i really want to do 9-11 but i mean what the fuck yeah (laughs) do a whole 10 year running podcast on 9-11 i mean maybe they should be treated like the compilation episodes like the amusements and the cruise ships where they're just like we take pieces yeah i do think aspects. that at some point i'm gonna zero in on um the elevators in 9-11 i think I read we talked about that yeah, yeah. And we did i read a book about um some shit that went down with the elevators a long time ago and it it's obviously stuck with me because this is like 15 years ago um so i'm definitely gonna zero in on that at some point anyway back to jody jody has the floor For backstory, the majority of my family lived on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. My mother's house was a house on stilts on a bayou that connected to the Gulf of Mexico. My sister's home was four blocks from the beach. My grandparents lived two hours north of the coast near the DeSoto National Forest. I was on a short trip to Galveston, Texas, when Katrina bounced over Florida and quickly intensified. 
We knew it was not safe to try and return home. I was only a child nine years old. I remember it all, though. I remember the weather channel playing on repeat, the loudness of it and the words it produced. I remember the sound of my sister screaming for her husband. I remember receiving the phone call from my family that I thought would be the last. Mm. Wow, that's intense. My mom and little sister had evacuated up north to my grandparents. They were away from the threat of water, but now faced the risk of tornadoes in a place full of large trees. People don't think about that. Yeah. They really don't. We get tornadoes here all the time. (laughs) Yeah. People don't think about like secondary weather from things like hurricanes. Um, We were on the phone with my grandmother who was cooking hot dogs on a gas stove. I felt like this needed to be included. I'm sure there were tons of Vienna sausages (laughs) as well. LMAO. (laughs) Dark humor, anyone? You get our our brand, Jody. Listen, listen. During natural disasters, they are the first things to be wiped, like, in preparedness from the grocery store shelves. When we were talking about the next bracket, we were talking about – I was really pushing hard for the na- the random national calendar days. And um, yeah, I put in for Vienna Sausage Day. We are waiting for that, my friend. You are waiting for that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. In space, no one can hear you scream. Unless you have a podcast. It's Space Castle! Join three nerds. I'm DT. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. As they hurtle through space, debating movies, books, games, and answering your pop culture questions. All to maintain their own sanity. Space Castle. Your clubhouse and ours for all things nerdy. Available wherever pods are casted. We anyway, are all waiting. I, I if, like no, the listen, speci- no. You listen. <laughs> if Vienna Sausage Day happens, you mm-hmm. know who did it. Mark Safe Podcast. Melanie, everyone would have known who did it as soon as they saw that it was a thing. But I put it under both our names, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because they're not taking – well, see, the problem is they're, not, they're so backlogged, they're not taking requests from people, only – businesses oh, so shit. see wow oh that's sneaky we are a business though see this is what happens when you start a podcast with someone you barely know it's like getting pregnant on a first date really <laughs> next thing you know your brand your own personal brand is tied to vienna sausages <laughs> <laughs> and i would do it all again i love you anyway I like the specific atmospheric details you like the sausage content so jody is bringing it for both yes, of us yes she is I remember her screaming, I see a tornado, I have to get to the hall. Followed by the sounds of screaming and whipping wind, then a busy signal. Mm -mm. There was nothing but a busy signal for two weeks. I remember the waiting. The waiting was the worst, not knowing if my family was alive or dead. There was the weather channel in my ear again, but now pictures were starting to roll in. But most of the news focused on New Orleans, understandably. We were left waiting again. The silence was now the loudest thing in the room. God, Jody, you are you have a way with words. I yeah. like it. Eventually, satellite pictures of the Mississippi coast were released. Keep in mind that this was 2005 technology. These images weren't the best, and you could not look up an address, etc. The pictures were unrecognizable. It was gray. There were only concrete slabs left. At this point, the silence was deafening. What could be said? 
There was no contact and no way to contact anyone. There was also no way back home. There was no driving back. There were no bridges or roads. There was no flying back. Was there even a back home to go back to? (sighs) This is a hell of a story. We flew to Florida as Louisiana was impassable. Here I reunited with my little sister and mom. I still don't know how they made it out in our old Dodge minivan. I remember seeing my little sister for the first time again. She was sunburned to the point of blisters, bruised, and covered in bug slash mosquito bites. She was skinnier and somehow looked tired despite being six. Oh, oh my gosh. Baby. She looked like she had been through hell and she had been. Little did I know that for me, the beginning of Katrina was truly just starting. Mm-hmm. The only way home was to drive. At the border, we were met by National Guard with guns, verifying that we were residents before being permitted into the state. The closer we got to home, the thinner the trees got, the more the damage progressed, until we finally reached a place that contained nothing but a smell I will never forget. I swear to God, we don't talk about the smells often enough in this show. Yeah. The smell was death in its worst form. The smell of human bodies decaying, sea life rotting, and bananas drenched in salt water baking under a South Mississippi August sun. Bananas? Yes. There was a dull shipping dock slash port there. Shipping containers full of bananas were washed ashore. To this day, I don't eat bananas and I don't get in the Mississippi ocean water. Uh, can, uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, this is our last one for this episode. It is such a story. All my family were marked safe. Yay! Yes, I yes. know. Yes, we lived on MREs for months. We drank water canned and beer cans that somehow mm-hmm. always tasted salty. We didn't have water or power for a couple of months. Yes, there was some looting, but not like the media portrayed it. Mostly it was neighbors helping neighbors. My mom's house was condemned and we lost everything inside of it, but we were all safe. Our neighbor survived by riding on her detached roof with her birds and dogs. What a mental image. Oh my God. My sister's close friend survived by tying himself to a tree. A tree he then shared with a clump of snakes. Nope. No fucking thank you. Because snakes clump together and cling to trees to survive hurricanes and floods. We were the lucky ones. Yeah, anyone who wasn't dealing with a clump of snakes or dead was the lucky ones. Mm. Holy shit, I don't know which is worse. Okay, that's insensitive, but I fucking can't with the thought of a clump of snakes. I cannot. (laughs) I can not. I'm making some real hand gestures here. (laughs) (laughs) We lived in a FEMA trailer and went to school in trailers. For fun, we would dig in the dirt around the slab where my neighbor's house used to be, occasionally finding trinkets and treasures. Oh, man, I bet. A fork, broken glass. If you were lucky, a ripped picture or a piece of jewelry. Something tangible we could run and show off. Something to prove that it was all real. There, that there was life here before in this now barren land. Because I did not face the storm myself, I cannot call myself a survivor. Yes, you can. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, no. But I will never forget the waiting, the aftermath, the list of names of the dead, the X's on the doors that haunted us for years, the way our life changed forever, the way an entire generation was scarred, the way everyone has their own Katrina story. P.S. Humpty Dumpty never fell off his wall. I will include a picture. What's the picture? I haven't seen it. Do you know? Let me pull it up. Oh, shit. This is incredible. I'm sending it to you right now. Okay. Oh, wow. What is this exactly? Wow. Wow, indeed. How did Humpty Dumpty not fall? 
We will have to post this. It's bananas because everything around it is just smashed. <laughs> yeah. Very colorful, but very smashed. It looks like it's from um, Fun Time USA. Fun, which is what? I think it's like a park. Hmm. That is That's an insane picture. Well, good for you, Humpty Dumpty. And Jody, holy shit. Do you want to just come do this podcast? Because you killed it. <laughs> yes. That was incredible. That was incredible. Yeah, that was amazing. That was some top-notch storytelling. Holy shit, this has been... I am obsessed with this. Thank you so much for sending these in. And if you didn't hear yours, just hang tight. And please... Hang tight. Send you may us, very well still hear it. Yes, send us your stuff. Um, Patreons for this week are going to be pushed um, with our bracket uh, for next episode. So hang tight yes. on that. Um, but I do have your stickers sent off, so you should be receiving those any day now. Yes. And I hope that you guys have picked up the range of tone that we're definitely looking for in this because we've got everything from furry tales in nursing homes to the deafening silence and stench of death in this. And that, again, chef's kiss. That's what we're looking for. Yes. You ready for some disaster relief? I am so ready. You want to go first? You want me to? I can go first. Okay. So I have been begging cody to start watching ted lasso forever because i just feel like it would be you know his jam and we've just busy we don't have you know we just don't have time so finally we have started binging ted lasso and oh my gosh it is the most wholesome funniest show i think i have ever watched we're on season two yes it's a football coach who um so this owner of a club cheats on his wife right of a soccer club cheats on his wife and she wins the soccer club in the divorce so she hires a football coach to come be the coach of her soccer team in order to destroy it because it's her (laughs) ex-husband's most loved thing and it is so fucking good and so funny and so wholesome it's just if you need a feel good something ted lasso all day long like even if you don't like sports it's it's brilliant it's brilliant i really need something to fill the shit's creek shaped void in my heart i think this is it okay. i'm i'm serious it's so good all right I'm what's yours it. well i have started watching a show but I am a real slow show watcher, real slow. So <laughs> I am not quite far enough um, at all, not even close, actually, to be confident in recommending it, but I am enjoying it. So maybe in a future episode near you. Um, right now, we're going to go with a TikToker because that is more my speed time wise right now. <laughs> um, I am going to say PDUSA. Have you seen PDUSA? No. It's um his username is P E T E Y U S A, and he's just fucking ridiculous. Like he's he does sketches. Um, I don't know, maybe skits would be the better word. It's very funny. It's kind of surreal a lot of the time. It's it's very particular kind of humor, and you will either get it or not get it. I feel very strongly that you might get it. I don't know, and um. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but I will. I'll put one or two in the group. Yeah, drop them because I want to see. Yeah, 
because there are so many. So let me skim through later and find a couple that feel representative. (laughs) And uh, I will introduce you people to PDUSA. I just got every time I'm scrolling TikTok and he comes up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to enjoy whatever this is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So yeah, recommend it. I will uh, introduce you guys later. I love this episode so much. Me too. Thank you for curating this for us. Horrible ghouls. I hope we can do more soon. Like soon, soon. Oh, we will. We absolutely will. (laughs) Trust and believe. Um, So thank you for coming on this journey with us. Thank you for giving us this journey. We're going to work on a fun title for this. And I suspect it will probably come from Melanie's brain because she's kind of a fucking master at that. But got a bunch of sick kids right now. disaster so if, if we had disaster so that's that's where you're coming from right now so if we um drop this and you're like i don't fucking know about that title i mean give us a better idea for what we should call these yeah let's you take- know you did the episode you tell me so we'll see we'll, we'll see fix that's it. a work in progress we've been calling them minisodes but i don't think either one of us is um happy with that and we're definitely at a solid hour yeah so not really that many all right and then next week we'll be back with um our regular Regular, yeah regular regularly scheduled content all right sweet dreams or no dreams sweet dreams or no dreams hey horrible ghouls hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you would like to share your personal mark safe moment you can send it to us at marksafepodcast at gmail.com Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us, too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.